Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, June 12th, 2020. I am your host, Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Hi, Nolan. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, no problem, pal. Uh, and before we get to our very, very special guest today, I do have to give a shout-out to Ben Bowden. He made our new intro song. Hope you guys like it. I know I love it. Uh, very, very talented music producer. You can follow him on Instagram at beware four. So, you know, beware is in like, watch out, uh, the number four, uh, and his latest album, the groove room is streaming on all platforms. Go check that out. Uh, very good stuff. We've got a very special guest. Like I just alluded to on this episode today, he is the play-by-play announcer for Ferris state university hockey world-class nice guy. Just bought a new po- uh, apartment house. Uh, apartment? Apartment. 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 Uh, living in the big city. He is Harrison Watt. Harrison, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you in here today. Thanks, Nolan. Thanks, Ethan, for uh, letting me join today. Very excited. I'm a, uh, God, do I say longtime fan? I think longtime fan is probably appropriate here. <laughs> well, we're, uh, <laughs> we haven't been around that long, but we are inching towards that 100 episode mark. I think like this episode will be like episode 90. Uh, so we're getting wow. there. We, we, we got to plan something special for episode 100, but we got lots to talk about today, including uh, the Red Wings cap situation, what this offseason might look like, guys that they might be in play for as thing goes on. Uh, but we should start with this first. What is your, you know, your background working in hockey? Obviously, you work as a play-by-play guy for, for Ferris, but uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about you. Well, I actually kind of fell into the job, funny enough. Um, I was covering Ferris hockey as a student when I worked at the student newspaper. Uh, I covered them in 2012, 13, and 13, 14. 13, 14, we went to the NCAA tournament. Um, I had a good year as a beat writer. Yeah. Um, I had a good year as a beat writer, and I was thinking, okay, I'm kind of – I'm not over it, but I don't think it's going to get much better than it was. We won 29 games. Um, we probably were a national championship contender, even though we went down in the second round. Um, and I was just thinking, I, I wonder how much better it gets than this. So I, I tried to shift gears. And funny enough, the play-by-play announcer at the time, who is the voice of the Flint Firebirds now, his name's Dom Henning. Um, Dom was the play-by-play voice here. And I took him out um, – for a couple of ginger ales, as my friend Mickey Redmond would say. And I convinced him to have me on as a color commentator for a couple of games. Um, got through the first three or four games and got good feedback. And he was like, yeah, you can be on for the rest of the home games. Uh, came back the next year. We had another guy on as play-by-play as Dom left for Flint. Um, I stuck that year. And then into my last year, my senior year of college, um, I was – getting ready to move on, trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And four games into the season, our play-by-play guy, Jared Schaffer, who's with the South Carolina Stingrays in the ECHL, um, left four games into the season. We didn't have a play-by-play guy. Our athletic director, me as a student, said, well, I think it's your turn. So my first game by myself was at home, sold out against Michigan. And I was – I sweat through a shirt – after the first period and had to go change in a clo- I had to go change in a closet. It was terrible. I was wow. sweating through a shirt. There's a camera on me and lights and everything. And I'm like, man, I've wanted to do this since I was like seven. Um, 
I don't know. I don't, I never listened back to that game because I don't think it was very good, but um, it was, it was kind of a big spot. And I just remember sweating through the shirt and running into the closet and changing in between. And I kind of stopped and was like, all right, you just need to settle down and enjoy it. And uh, that was during the 16, 17 season. And I've been doing play-by-play since, and I really love it. Ferris State's a great place. It's been very good to me. Well, we met probably, uh, we met at the GLI. I can't remember what year. It was probably 2017, 2018, maybe. Yeah, that was uh, it. I can't remember exactly what, but you were doing a little writing for, uh, remind me, uh, Michigan. I think it was De- Detroit Sports Nation, maybe, or okay. Michigan Hockey Magazine, one of the two. I think it was that one. I think it was that one. Yeah. And uh, so you've been, you've been kind of keeping at it ever since, and uh, you got to live out your dream this past year, correct? And tell the people uh, what you got to do. Uh, so I, I've been a Red Wings fan since I was, Sorry about that. I actually, it took me a little longer than some of my friends get into it. I was about nine the first time, maybe nine or 10 the first time I went to a game. Um, but I was just addicted to the wings. And the one thing I wanted to do was call a game in the home of the wings. I, even if it's not a wings game, I just wanted to do it. And uh, this year, Ferris went to the GLI. Didn't have a successful trip, but I got to live out my dream in the gondola of doing two games. Um, You know, to me, that we didn't play particularly well in either of them, but I look back on that very fondly because it was just, you know, I put the headset on, I'm looking around, I'm seeing uh, really good broadcasters from other schools. Um, I'm thinking about the good broadcasters that are in these booths every night. It was just, it was really surreal. it's not often you get to go home and do games. I kind of wish part of me selfishly wishes my first game in the home of the wings was uh, at Joe Louis arena. Cause that's what I grew yeah. up on. Oh, but yeah. uh, you can't go too wrong with little Caesars arena in that press <laughs> box. It's, it's pretty crazy up there. No, I'm sure the, uh, the sight lines that you got were way better than, than you would have gotten had you uh, been stuck oh, at Joe Louis. So much better. <laughs> now uh who are some of the guys that you look up to because i know that you're very uh you're you're acutely aware of you know the, the greats in the industry and i know that you're very much a student of the game so who are some of the guys that you like to, to look up to and draw inspiration from well from a um it, it kind of depends on the facet from a vocabulary standpoint i like to try and watch a lot of doc emmerich just because he's i mean some of the words he pulls out during the middle of games, it, it almost doesn't even make sense, but it's so entertaining. He's so brilliant. Uh, so I try and take some vocab from him. Um, outside of the city of Detroit, the voice of the LA Kings is a guy by the name of Alex Faust, who's in his late 20s. Um, and Alex is brilliant. And I get a lot of FaceTime right now because the Kings aren't very good. Um, but Alex Trebek said when he leaves Jeopardy, he wants Alex Faust to replace him. Alex wow. is a brilliant guy. I've gotten to meet him one time. He went to Northeastern with my friend, Jared Schaffer, who I mentioned earlier. Um, Alex is brilliant. He knows the rule book front back. He's, he's kind of a hockey nerd, but in such a good way. He's a brilliant guy. So I try and follow his uh, preparation. And then um, energy-wise, it's actually outside of hockey. I really love Dan Dickerson. Dan oh, Dickerson. yeah. Oh, how lucky is the city of Detroit to have – the broadcasters we have i think about that all the time like it's really unfair like even for the pistons they got blaha on tv and mark champion on radio mark champion yeah. if you guys don't know uh he does the so-and-so you just won the super bowl what are you gonna do now that's him uh he has done that for every single year that they've done that uh 
and then like you just mentioned, Dan Dickerson, they had Mario and Pembo Rod Allen for the Tigers on TV. And then if you even want to go to, to Lions football, I mean, Dan Miller is, I can't oh, imagine God, anybody Miller's other so than good. Dan Miller calling Lions football. He's incredible. Uh, and then the wings obviously have Ken Cal, who's, who's brilliant in his own right. Ken Daniels is so good. Mickey Redmond. Both amazing. Um, Mickey's entertainment value is unparalleled. Um, Agreed. He, he, he may not have quite the juice he had when he was younger, but God, he's so entertaining on TV. Uh, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models on the market these days, it is now impossible to stock all the car parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating process of you know waiting at the counter while the, while the guy... Uh, when you go to AutoZone and you're like, hey, I need this for my car, and he like seems all annoyed with you because you don't know anything about cars and he can smell it on you, that's me. Uh, sometimes I go to the, the AutoZone and I'm like, uh, hey, man, can, would you mind uh, you know, putting my uh, windshield wiper on? He's like, <sighs> and I'm like, I'm really sorry, but I just don't want to mess it up. Well, guess what? Now I got YouTube so I can look up how to do it myself, and I got rockauto.com. Now, chain stores have different prices for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Now, you out there, I know you're a do-it-yourselfer. If you're not already, you 100% can be with the help of rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and always reliably low. They offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. I hate that stuff. RockAuto.com keeps it simple. It's for everybody and does not require a membership or a login. And when you're checking out at RockAuto.com, just write "locked on" in their "How did you hear about us?" section so they know we sent you. RockAuto.com. And guys, I gotta be real honest with you. Had another long, very hard day at work today. Our AC went out. I was uh, leaving work thinking, "Man, how am I gonna put a smile on?" How am I going to pretend like my back's not broken and be able to come to this podcast with my two favorite guys? Well, guess what? All I did was I uh, screwed the top off of the uh, CBD oil that I got from Mima Remedies, took a little vial of that, and within no time, I was feeling absolutely amazing. Now, Mima Remedies, if you haven't heard them before, they're a CBD company providing full-spectrum CBD hemp oil and flour that's owned by Michigan State alums and Southwest Michigan residents. It's a company for you built by people who know who you are. Their, C- their CBD is CO2 extracted, full-spectrum from hemp organically grown in Oregon, where Mima founder Brandon Denler got his start in the industry working with other Michigan State alums. Uh, and to celebrate Mima's first season growing their own hemp in Michigan, we are giving lockdown listeners 25% off at MimaRemedies.com. All you have to do, enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout and instantly 25% comes right off your bill. I mean, you guys are, you guys are math guys. I mean, 25%, that's a freaking. I would say thing. that's one quarter of my bill off. That's pretty good. That's a great way of putting one it. I hadn't, I hadn't one, even thought of yeah. it. Look at that. Killer. Uh, and if you're looking for a high-quality CBD products from a brand you can trust, let me tell you guys right now, Mima is a match made in Michigan. Once again, go to MimaRemedies.com, M-I-M-A, Remedies, R-E-M-E-D-I-E-S.com, and enter the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 25% off your first bill. You'll be feeling great in no time. MimaRemedies.com. Now, 
Now, Harrison, let's get into the Red Wings a little bit. And I guess we'll start with this. Steve Eiserman, and, uh, you know, he, he came to the Red Wings in April of last season, kind of had to learn the job on the fly as he was going into his very first offseason. But, uh, you know, this is maybe a broad question. But now that he's had a full year, has a very, very clear vision uh, going into his second offseason as GM, what do you anticipate the, the general plan to be as far as what Steve Eiserman is expected to do this offseason? Well, this offseason, it's kind of a tough question to answer with this one in particular, but Steve Eiserman, the one thing I really love about him is he's very straightforward. He's very honest. Um, you know, when he says we're going to draft and develop, they're going to draft and develop. He's not going to try and dip too deep into free agency. That's when you overpay and you handcuff yourself with long-term heavy deals that, you know, when you got to pay your guys that you draft down the line, you're not going to have room to pay them. So I don't think he's going to try and dip too deep into free agency very often. I net, I would hazard a guess and say you're never going to see him go after the premier free agent in his time here as a GM. I think that's a good thing. Um, he's, he's very measured. That said, I think he's going to make some moves because of the cap situation that I'm about to go over here for you. Um, because, you know, he's got to hit the cap floor, which I believe the Red Wings are far below based on what they're going to give up in these contracts this summer, which is a good thing. It leaves you some room to make some pretty sweeping changes here. Now, with the amount of contracts we have up right now, we essentially know Mantha, Bertuzzi, the big two are going to be re-signed. you got to think Fabry's going to be in there too. Now, with the amount of cap space that we have left over, I would think that we're going to be looking at some sort of top six, top four defensemen to kind of help our guys get over the hump here. Um, is there anybody that really kind of sticks out to you that you would potentially see the Red Wings going after? Yeah, that's obviously their biggest need. Um, there are a couple things to this. You don't want to grab a right shot guy because you have Hronik, you have Lindstrom, you have Sider, and you don't want to bog the system down for a bunch of right shot guys. Um, so you want to get someone left shot, somebody that defends well in their own end, probably a little bigger. Um, so maybe not quite a puck mover. The guy that sticks out to me, I spent a lot of time looking at this today. And the more I looked at him, the more I just felt like Brendan Dillon is the guy. Um, Brendan Dillon is not going to come overly expensive because he's not a big time point producer. But if you look at his career, he grades out really well defensively. He's played on pairings with Eric Carlson. Um, I'm blanking on who else he would have played with in San Jose. I'm sure he probably saw some time with Brent Burns. Um, but, he, I mean, he's a guy that you look at that, that can play with a top-pairing defenseman. Uh, there was thought that in Washington when he got traded over there, he was going to play with John Carlson a lot. Um, he's big. He can cover up the mistakes that a guy like Philip Ronick might make defensively. Um, and let him go create offense at the other end of the ice. I don't think his cap hit would be too crazy either. I think you're going to have to give him three, maybe four years at a little over, over four million, which sounds it sounds like a lot. Um, but based on what you're paying a guy like Danny DeKaiser right now, like I, I don't think it's that <laughs> ridiculous to think. Right. <laughs> based uh, on I'm what you're paying to... Justin Abdelkatering yeah. as well, we should probably also whatever. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, but um, <laughs> Dylan, I think, would be a fair deal at about three, four million or three, four years 
over $4 million, probably four and a quarter would probably be a good number for him. Um, just because, again, he's not going to be an $8 million a year defenseman since he doesn't produce a lot of points. But um, I think since he came into the league, he's fourth in hits, um, which, you know, you can throw that stat out the window if you want, but he blocks shots. He's solid in his own zone. He's a big guy. He moves decently. He's not like a big lumbering guy. Uh, so he's not going to turn into a, a pumpkin at some point during his tenure here, I don't think at least. So uh, that would be the guy I would target. I think that's their number one need right now. One thing that I think is going to be very intriguing is how these, you know, these players who deserve top money or these players who deserve, you know, that, you know, maybe that uh, something in the five, six million dollar range, uh, a little above that like role player tier, how free agency is going to work out for them this year, because teams obviously are going to be handcuffed by the salary cap, probably not going up. Uh, and then you're going to have a lot of contenders who are looking to shed salary. So, I mean, just in terms of contenders not being able to shell out the money that they were supposed to be, how does that help the Red Wings in your opinion? And, uh, you know, what do you think the landscape is going to look like in terms of guys who are coming into the, the, the free agency this year looking to get paid, knowing that this is not the year for that to happen to them? Do you, do you see uh, – and I'm not really talking about anything specific here, but just guys, you know, maybe going bridge deals, one, two years, uh, you know, just to get them to that next that next uh, ticket. Yeah, I think that's probably a good a good scenario for a lot of these guys. They're they're in a tough spot being free agents right now. I also don't look at the free unrestricted free agency group and think, well, this is a really really good high end unrestricted free agency group. There are some good players in there like Evgeny Dadanov. I think is very good, and in a normal year would command a lot of money, um, but. Again, you bring up the caps, definitely not going to go up, in my opinion. Um, teams are looking to shed salary. You know, if you're the Red Wings, you're not going to want to spend $8 million on dad and off for six, seven years. It's just going to hurt you down the road at some point when you need to pay, hopefully, Moritz Sider and whoever you draft this year. Um, so, honestly, I think the Red Wings are a little bit insulated from it because Steve Eiserman is so focused on doing it from in-house as opposed to going out in free agency and picking guys up. I think Eiserman might supplement his roster with guys. Like um, one guy that came to mind today for me was like Tyler Ennis would be a good one. Ennis only made $800,000 last year, like career underrated type of guy. Um, I think it was because he maybe had injuries or was bad the year before. Um, but he's a guy that you could get for like 2 million for a year or two and, put him out on another prove it deal and you could add some depth to your team. But I don't think the Red Wings are going to use this situation to go after a big time free agent. Um, and if they do, it'll be quick. It'll be one, two years. Well, I got to tell you guys, like one, one thing that, you know, uh, to me, somebody or something that I might shell out a lot of money for, be willing to overspend on, but won't have to is a bill bar. I mean, guys, listen, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I come on the show every single day. This is a lockdown network. It's your team every day, and it's your protein bar every day. I start every single morning with one of these Built Bars, and I'm instantly loaded up with 15 to 20 grams of protein at only the expense of 110 calories. To me, the Built Bar is the most intriguing free agent on the market. And if the Built Bar was in this draft coming up, it would go number one overall. And you too 
can go number one overall in the draft if you just start loading up on these things. I'm, I'm telling you, this, this layoff, as these guys are getting ready for the draft, if I was a prospect, every single day, this is what I'm doing. Waking up, eating a built Bar. Working out, eating a built Bar. Taking an ice bath, eating a built Bar. It, it, it's just such a fundamental part of success, whether it's losing weight, maintaining weight, and at the same time, you get to indulge in a delicious treat. I mean, some guys, somebody stop me. There must be a lie in here somewhere. No, no one. This is all legit. Uh, well, you know what else is legit is our promo code locked on. And you can use that at builtbar.com and get $10 off of your first order. That's right. Promo code locked on. Get $10 off at builtbar.com. You won't have to worry about cap restrictions, but you might be worried about what's inside your wallet. And I'll tell you what, once you go to builtbar.com, build your first box, mix and match, have fun with all that stuff. You're going to be sitting here looking at your salary cap thinking, wow, no, I can't afford these things. But then guess what? You're going to enter that promo code locked on $10 instantly flies right off the screen and comes back into your pocket. It's, it's the greatest cap relief you can get this promo code locked on at builtbar.com. Do not wait, get there immediately. It's what Steve Eiserman would do. And it's what you should do too. Builtbar.com promo code locked on $10 off. Continuing with contracts, Dylan Larkin took a bit of a discount with his long-term deal with the Red Wings. Do you think that maybe Bertuzzi and Mantha would be looking to do that with, or do you think Eisman would press that on him given his, what he did in Tampa Bay with Mantha and Bertuzzi? Yeah. So a couple of factors, obviously in Florida, there's no income tax. So, you know, on an $8.1 million contract, I'm making $8.1 million minus federal taxes, um, which I'm not going to do the math on in my head, but um, I'm going to make that minus only federal taxes. Whereas in I'm Michigan. Just, I, hold on. I'm just, I'm just shocked at the fact that you could actually figure out the math if you wanted to. I, I get robbed clean. They, they could take 75% of my paycheck. I wouldn't blink an eye. Anyways, you wouldn't ahead. know. No, I would have no idea. In Michigan. <laughs> In Michigan, it's 4.25%, which is a flat tax, which isn't like really overly prohibitive. But you got to remember, you're taking a discount. That $8.1 million contract in Tampa is going to be worth more than, uh, you know, maybe even a couple million more in another state for another player. Um, so you have to remember when Eiserman did that, he had that on his side. That's helpful to have. Um, but you're in Detroit, and you have to remember that the man sitting across the desk from you uh, when you're negotiating your contract is Steve Eiserman. And he's got, I mean, he's Steve Eiserman. That's all I got to really say. Um, so I think with Mantha, Mantha's interesting. Um, Mantha, if you look at his points per game, uh, goals and assists per game, he was on pace for 30 goals, 41 assists, 71 points. Coincidentally, that is in lockstep with Dylan Larkin's career best season, 73 points at 32 goals and 41 assists. So Mantha's a restricted free agent right now. So my thought is you could maybe get Mantha on one, two years at about 5.75 because the one thing that Larkin uh, doesn't deal with is injuries. Larkin has missed only 10 games in five seasons. Mantha has missed 47 in four seasons. Make him prove that he's going to stay healthy. He's going to stay motivated. Um, which, you know, at times for him, I don't know if it's motivation or effort, but um, with Mantha, there have been question marks about that. 
Um, so make him prove it. He's definitely worth that money, but you got to make him prove that he's worth the next step up after that. So I think 5.75 would be a pretty reasonable average annual value for Anthony Mantha. Who are two unrestricted free agents that you want to see come back and two that you'd like to see go? Um, well, I could give you a lot of guys. I'm really excited to see um, their contracts come off the books. Sam Gagne, Jimmy Howard, Trevor Daly, Jonathan Erickson. I would say Erickson and Howard are the two. I'm probably, I, as much as I like Jimmy Howard from a personality standpoint, I just, it's his time is done. I think it's time to move on. I think he um, could also benefit from a change in, in scenery too. Yeah. I hope he gets I him, do too. Um, I mean, the, the, the third all time wins leader in Detroit and coming to this, this end, it's like, he's digging himself out of a hole in the eyes of, you know, the public and stuff like that. If he goes somewhere else, all those expectations are, are kind of gone in my opinion. Yeah. The thing about the wings in terms of unrestricted free agents is that they don't have a lot of – actually, they have a lot of guys that are restricted free agents, not unrestricted free agents. So I don't know if there are any UFAs I would like to see back. Um, like Cody Golabeff is an unrestricted free agency. I think that just creates a log jam on defense for Sider and Lindstrom. I think Adam Ernie was very disappointing um, for over a million dollars. Um, Ernie had a really good 20-point season for a guy like him last year. But, again, he was in Tampa Bay, so you could probably get 20 points in your sleep there. A 62 win. Tampa Bay team. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, UFA-wise, I, I would just kind of like to see them clean house a little bit and um, continue to get these contracts off the books and do what Steve Eisenman said, draft, develop. And, uh, like I said, I, I think it's going to be a lot easier to re-sign guys that you draft because when Steve Eisenman drafts you, you know that you're playing for Steve Eiserman in Detroit. Like there's nobody's going to strong arm him in anything. And the moment they do, he'll go find someone better. Harrison, we've, we've really enjoyed having you on. We're absolutely have you on sometime in the future. Unfortunately, we're up against it a bit this week uh, and could only get you on for a one parter, but honestly, this conversation could have gone on for, for a two parter. I was thinking about the ways that we could finagle that, but, needed a friday episode so uh we will definitely be getting you back on the zoom call or maybe you know states opening back up again maybe we can get you we can get you in in some sort of in-person interview we love talking to you and uh where can people find your work where can people find you on twitter uh you can find me on twitter at uh at watt harrison w-a-t-t my last name harrison Right after that, um, other than that, FerrisStateBulldogs.com, at Ferris Hockey, at Ferris Athletics. That's where most of my work goes up. So uh, thanks again. Honored to join you guys here tonight. Thank you so much. Now, I don't mean to put you on the spot. You can turn me down and we can edit this out if you'd like. But can you give me one of your favorite calls? What's your signature call on the mic? I don't know. My girlfriend's sitting in the other room right now. I'm going to laugh at the, the end of time. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of – she just sitting what? in there reading a book. Go! <laughs> no, I think I'll give you my favorite quote from last season at least. Um, and I, I read this in a book about broadcasting at some point. I was like, I have to use this quote. One of our guys, Marshall Moyes, big, strong guy, goes to the goal, um, takes down two guys on his way to the net, hits another and scores. And it came to my head at the right time. And my color commentator lost it. I had to hit him on mute because he's like laughing into the mic. His face is hitting the mic. 
it said moist, stronger than a garlic milkshake to the goal. Oh, that's beautiful. That is nothing awesome. Stronger, nothing that is stronger, not, than, a nothing stronger than a garlic milkshake. Oh, that's incredible. I love that. I love that. All right, Harrison, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much.